For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. time with 17 teams in the LL League. I'm with you again as Carl Frederick with my co-host Aaron Frederick. How we doing Aaron? I'm doing fantastic. I can't wait for the playoffs. Uh, I think it was a, a great end to the season with some really big close games. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to recapping them and yeah I'm, uh, I'm pumped about it. So let's dive into it. 17 teams qualified for districts out of the LL Burks and we talked about how much we love the merger and it's you know, really working out well. And and week 10 did not disappoint. Recapping the games, the big one, Exeter, once again, goes into Manheim Central and knocks them off. And not when, it's not stunning fashion because last year was stunning when they clobbered them. This year it was a back-and-forth game, and Exeter won by one score. But how impressive is Exeter right now? I, I, can't, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, well, I can believe it, but it's just so shocking that they've beaten – so many teams like this, like they, they just keep passing every test with flying colors. And, uh, you know, I saw Manheim Central play in person and they're super impressive offensively and defensively. So Exeter is firing on all, on all cylinders right now. And uh, I expect them to make it deep, deep into the playoffs. Yeah. I, I expect them to be a serious, uh, uh, not, just obviously the, they have to they're the heads on favorite for five eight in district three to win the districts but um come states they're going to be a major problem uh with exit they do everything well i mean and they're big on both sides of the ball and when i say big i mean stout and they make plays and they beat you up front and then once you it looks like once you settle that issue once you stop their run they just you know, just dump it out to this guy, Joey Scheffler, who's, um, if you haven't heard of him, he's going to Penn State. He's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's very good. And what I've noticed is he he almost looks a, a little bit like a tall wide receiver, and he, he plays yeah. like one, too. He's yeah, got a really what... long, long stride to him. And you'd think with a guy who runs like that wouldn't run good routes. He runs filthy routes. And, and you know, I, I just think – the sky is the limit for that guy. I, I don't know if it ends up make, um, turning him into a wide receiver in, in college, but, I mean, he's got the size for both tight end and wide receiver and uh, obviously pretty good speed because you see a lot of – you see him breaking away from a lot of people all the time, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the, the guy passes every te- eye test for me. I wonder because there's a, a debate about him what he's going to play at Penn State. I don't know if it's a debate or not, but while locally, like people will say to me, like, is he going to play receiver or tight end? And when you look at how Franklin uses the tight ends, I think he'll use him like he d- does the Theo Johnson and Mike Kosicki. Those guys yeah. are more athletic versions, more like the Zach Ertz versions, where they maybe not the best blockers, but he'll still use them in the tight end position. And they'll be a serious threat. I mean, they're pretty deep at tight end right now. But I can yeah. see them use him in a similar role that they use Theo Johnson and Gusecki and guys. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you don't get retu- recruited to Penn State as a tight end if you're a slouch. You know, I, I mean, think about the guys they've been churning out every year. And, right. and even, even some of the guys who, you know, maybe don't make it to the next level, they're always good at that position. And it seems like he's going to be next in line, obviously, may, not right away, but, you know, in years to come and yeah i mean it's impressive and quarterback is rotelli yes yeah he, he's uh he's very he's good, good too those two have such a great connection uh probably the best in in the whole ll burks league and uh yeah i, I mean I, I say sky's the limit for them yeah exeter's good they are legit and once again they keep passing all the tests and they went and man i'm central which is not an easy place to play. Beautiful stadium, fun to play, fun to cover, but not easy to play. And 
they really shut down our guy, uh, Bryson Arnold. I mean, he, he did have 100 yards, but it was on 22 carries. So they yeah made a focus on him, and they you know won, wanted Han to beat them. And Han was okay. He just wasn't wasn't great. And I, I think Enterline Enter out of receiver had a pretty pretty good game too. But yeah, like yeah saying, I mean, and a punt return for a touchdown. When he had the punt return for a touchdown, I tweeted out, I'm like, oh, you know, it looks like I man, I'm Central had revenge on the mind and then yeah. very next possession Scheffler rips off a 65 yard run because like you said he could run like a deer yeah and then the real star of this game is Richie Karsten for Exeter he had what I'm looking at now over you know 157 yards on the ground on 30 carries so he had a, the you know the final touchdown to take take it over and defensively yeah. Exeter had a great game plan there they it's not, it looks like they were just really just selling out to slow down this Armel kid who, you know, good luck yeah. to that. But they did a great job, better than anybody has uh, done this year. And they forced Han to beat him. And unfortunately for the Barons, they came up short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was trying to look up because I did print out this. Uh, who do they who, – who, do you know oh, – so they have a bye week in the first uh, – well, this is where it gets weird. This is why it's kind of a weird week, and I want to ask our guests this too. This is the I know they've had buys in the past, but this is the first time all of six A is yeah. has a buy this week, which I guess with like how the the scheduling worked out with the formats. When I'm talking with uh, other writers around the state, it, yeah, it just to stay on schedule. They everybody in six A has a buy. It's just weird. There's not a yeah. It's different. Yeah. I mean, like I, I don't remember it ever being like that, but I mean, maybe maybe it has in years past. But yeah, it, it's. I mean, it wasn't like that last year. They went straight on through, and there would have been plenty. I mean, it's a shame because there would have been plenty of games to cover. I mean, locally, in terms of the LL Burks, the best game to cover, in my opinion, is Elizabethtown Cacalico. Um, yeah, which we we'll talk about later. But there's not a ton. Nobody from Six A is playing. All the big dogs and like Wyoming, LS, Lancaster Catholic, Solanco, Exeter. Yeah. They all have buys. Um, Anvil Cleona has a big game too. They they have a really good shot at winning two A. Yeah, um, but it's just, I it's saw that they made it. That's awesome. They're a I great just, football team. Yeah, I wonder like it's not this isn't the pros or college. This is high school. I wonder what teams are doing in their bye week now with these high school kids. Are they still practicing? That was my that was going to be my question to you. Is like I could because I never remember uh, high school teams having a bye week going into the playoffs like. What do you what do you do to keep your boys in check and uh, obviously in game plan shape? Um, two weeks, you know, two weeks is a long time, and you know you can get you know lose your focus and lose your overall mission, and it's yeah, it's going to be a challenge for some of these teams. But a lot of teams are have to go through it, and I'm sure the coaches are are on them. Probably gave them maybe a couple days couple days rest i would think yeah i, I don't know i mean I, I i think i know with lancaster catholic is not they're they're practicing all week um except for friday they're still yeah. practicing they had their jv game i believe on monday and they're practicing all week maybe we should ask the coaches at penn manor what they're doing this week or not uh, <laughs> oh oh geez yeah we don't, can see how, what's their plan don't on this take shots at the alma mater siege i'll do whatever don't i want be- some of them Shut might up. be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Every cent counts. <laughs> Anyways, no, I mean, we- hey, if you listen in, in spite of us, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> you darn well better. Um, but congrats to Exeter. They are the Section 2 champs. Yes. I predicted that it was going to come down to them. And you man, did call that. Week 10, you know, I thought Exeter was a better team, and they held to it, even though um, – so congrats to them on a section title. Um, yep. They'll move on and they'll play. You have the bracket up. They, who do they play the yeah, winner they, of? They will play the winner of Dover and Garden Spot. Okay. That's not – wow, really? Looks like it, yeah. Okay. If this, if this bracket's right, it looks like, yeah, number uh, seven seed Dover versus ten seed Garden Spot. You got to love the Sparties getting in there, being gritty and, and – uh, you know, getting over their little woes that they had earlier in the season and making it into the playoffs. You got yourself yeah. a place at the table, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, Garden Spot is no easy out, too. They're big and strong up front. Kai Harding is an excellent quarterback, dual threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Exeter will 
you know, they'll be prepared for them. I'm not saying they're just – I mean, Dover's good too. Uh, yeah. They had a really nice season. They're, so that's a fun matchup out in Dover this week. If you're looking for a good smash-mouth football, that'll be a fun one to watch too. Um, but moving on, uh, the game I was at, Wilson and Manheim Township. Now, it was it ended up not being for a share of the section title, at least for, for Wilson, because Hempfield did what they needed to do and steamrolled yep. uh, Redding. Uh, sorry, getting distracted here. But they but Wilson went into Manheim Township, and behind my guy Cam Jones, they mm. came out with victory. 248 yards in the ground. He, he was all over the field. Had Two a couple TDs. of passes, yeah, and, and a shovel pass. He threw a, a pass for a touchdown too. I asked him if it was similar to the Philly special or if it was the Wilson special. He didn't want to comment. He didn't want to give out the play uh-huh. at the end of the game. But he is a special. He's probably talent. not an Eagles fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, no, uh, he, yeah. He is. So he single. And he almost single handedly won that game. It was early on in this game. Man, I'm Township opens up the game. Aiden Johnson, who's had an excellent season, and they'll have. Good a shot in districts, too. Leads him right down, hits his buddy Landon Tenwall for an 18-yard touchdown. They go up, yep. uh, and they end up going for two, going up 8 nothing early, and they get a stop, and they're moving again. And I said to Dave Byrne, great writer for LMP, I said to him, wow, is Wilson or in trouble? Is Manheim Township going to run away with this? And then the next thing you know, Wilson gets a stop, and then methodically what they do, you know, they, they threw like five times in this game. I believe I had the stats in front of me, yeah. but they just lead the clock, run it down. And Mr. Jones, Cam Jones is a difference maker. He's one of the fastest kids in the league. If not the state, he's going to play at Holy Cross. They got themselves quite the talent there at Holy Cross. Um, yeah, they sure do. He, he, he fits the mold of a division one player. I mean, he, yeah, if you just look at him. He, he's got everything. He's got the size, the speed. Yeah. I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid. And, uh, yeah, going for 248 yards on 24 carries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is what yeah, I saw. He is. Township, you're elite if you do that. Yeah. And that's how – and so they – recapping their game. So, Jones, he didn't score their first touchdown, but he was the reason they won. They, If they don't have Cameron Jones, I don't know if they pull out this victory. But, they, you know, Wilson – yeah, you know, they did what they had to do against the, you know, a Manham Township team that you know finishes the regular season again at seven and three could easily have been ten and zero, mm-hmm. um, and could easily be, win the districts too. But they just have a few things they can't figure out defensively and offensively. When you look at them on paper, you would figure they would be averaging close to forty points a game, but they, you know, they're obviously missing Nick Good. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it's just, they have, I mean, they're they're a year away from really contending. I think, like like state contending, I I believe. Yeah, we, we heard it from Coach Egger when we interviewed him um, a few episodes back. He said the scary thing about them is they're all young. He's exact. You know, yeah. So Egger next knows. year, look out for the blue streaks. And I mean, this year too, they're they got themselves a place at the table. And um, yeah, no, coming off that loss, I'm sure they're going to be hungry, and they're going up against Cumberland Valley in, in the rematch. Yeah, and then they had every every bit the opportunity to beat them. In the, in the week one opener, they blew a two-touchdown lead against Cumberland Valley, who is, again, 6A, we're going to talk about that later. 6A mm. is wide open. Coach Dom said it to me after their game. Anybody out of the eight teams can win it. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a shocker to any of them. So recapping the game more yeah. so – it was Hunts, Tom, their, their junior quarterback, first-year starter, Tommy Hunsaker, had an eight-yard run. Cameron Jones actually converted a two-point conversion. Uh, eight, they were up eight to seven, and then they got another stop, and then Jones leads him down the field. Then on second goal, you know, he, he looks like he's going to take it in for a draw. He ends up shovel passing into Nick Weitzel, you know, so one of their big-time tight ends when they do use their tight ends because, again, they throw – on average, five to six times a game. They yeah. go uh, 14, to, 14 to 7. Later in the third, Hayden Johnson broke off an 18-yard touchdown run. And then, you know, it's it, at that point, everything got going. But they man, Towns just had no answer for Cameron Jones. He, the very next possession, he gets to the outside behind uh, big boy Jack Dendel, who's a junior that I interviewed this week for the, for the website. Great kid. 
Um, and he goes 54 yards untouched. He just pulls away from people. That's how fast yeah. he is. Yeah, I don't think there's much speed all around the league that can keep up with him if he hits an open crease. Um, and and by the way, love the love the shuffle pass call or the uh, well, I guess you would call it like a halfback pass. Yeah, I mean whatever. I mean it was that's, one that's of the a brilliant things. play call because you yeah, know it really it really was because it, it's one of those things where. Like it, it looked in the play watching it live, it looked like Jones was going right up the middle. He stops. Wetzel comes across the line, flips it over to him wide open because they're all selling out to stop this kid. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. he lures the defense in. Oh man, that, that's brilliant, and, and yeah. it's it's Wilson esque. I yeah, I thought in that game because you know they had their one loss to Hempfield, and I, I just didn't see I didn't see it in my mind playing out for Township especially without Nick Good. And uh, they missed that's, not him a knock, that's not a knock on Township because they're a great football team. Yeah, and, and again, uh, Manheim Township has all the ability. And I saw them beat Harrisburg in Harrisburg, who's yeah, a, yeah. a state contender. Um, so they have the ability to win districts, no doubt. But I, if I were to bet on 6A, I would say it's Wilson. Just the, the vibe I got from them. They're, I mean, they didn't win section for the first time in forever. Didn't win section one. And they've been rolling ever since their, their shocking loss at home to Hempfield. And I could tell Coach Doms, he was a little more fired up than normal. Normally, he's you know him, he's a pretty even keel dude. He's a great, yep. great interviewer and a great guy. He's a little more fired up. And he says, you know, Carl, anybody can win 6A right now. It's anybody's game. It's a <laughs> whole new ball game. Everybody's 0-0. But their motivation now that they didn't win section more than ever is to win a district title. Yeah. Yeah. No, I- this uh this six A district yeah it just looks like a phenomenal lineup of uh, games. Yeah, you I mean you got Hempfield, Carlisle, and Carlisle's everybody as good as anybody. They you know they beat Cumberland Valley, so that's the difference. The reason why your boys at Penn Manor aren't in is because of Cumberland Valley. Cumberland uh, Carlisle went in there a couple weeks ago and shocked them with a big upset victory and got an extra win. That's oh, why, because okay. a few weeks ago, I was, I think I was telling you, I was telling anybody who, who would bother to listen that Penn Manor had the eighth spot locked up, but since Carlisle shocked Cumberland Valley and then took care of business against Central Dolphin, they got that extra win. They're more deserving to be in district, full disclosure. They're every bit as good as all the seven other teams. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Hempfield Carlisle is a great matchup. York, Central York is a tremendous matchup. You know, they, they yeah. get the replay. They just played week 10. Um, Central York, you want to talk about, you know, dudes. Jules Groff is that dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I have, I've heard. He, I, you know, obviously it's not my area that you know that I would um, look at, but he apparently he, he's all over Twitter, and you know, people say he's phenomenal. Yeah, no, he's uh, every bit. So, for those who don't know, York has one of the best backs in the country, and Jaheim Florida White going to West Virginia, I believe he enrolls in January, there's people saying this Jules Groff kid, because he's getting look offers already. He was just at Syracuse this weekend. There, there's people say he's every bit as good. Yeah. If not better. That's impressive. I say that. The York, the York teams are they, – they have some serious talent coming out of there. Yeah. No, it's – so it's anybody – 6A, you know, We'll get more into that in a little bit, but that's any that's anybody can win that division. Coach Doms is right. Um, mm-hmm. Recapping a few more games, I'm really upset about this one. So E Town pulls it off over at Ephrata. I'm not upset that E Town won. I just with the win and Cocalico's uh, late season resurgence, Ephrata, who I thought had the one of the district playoff spots locked up, with that loss, they they still finished six and four, but they're not making districts now. I'm, yeah, I'm heartbroken I, for them. I, I I actually yeah I had picked them over E Town and yeah not a knock on Coach Stokes and E Town they're they're a great football team too and and probably were just the better team but man it would have been cool to see Effort get into the playoffs and I, I mean, know their community would have been would have been thrilled about that. I know it's really heartbreaking for that senior class. It, they'd worked their tail off. I mean we had Weidman on a couple weeks ago and he's a great yeah he, he had a good game against E-Town? I mean, he had a tremendous season. He's one yeah. – He's there's a reason that if Millersville isn't calling him, they should be. You know, I know he was there this weekend because he's 
know, he's definitely a PSAC caliber running back, in my opinion. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, it's upsetting. You know, Weidman did have a great game. He went out as a winner, uh, you know, three touchdowns, just under 100 yards. You know, E-Town did a pretty good job on him defensively. Overall, um, it was another shootout. That's how E-Town's going to win games. If they have any shot at districts, they're going to have to, you know, you know whoever, went, whoever scores the most points, as Dan Fouts used to say, wins the game. But that's really the case with E-Town because they're not, you know, their defense is just is more opportunistic. They're not going to win districts with that defense. They're going to win it with their offense. So, and I, maybe I, I don't get since, – since Ephrata didn't make it, that's why Cocalico got in. So, it's that and – hang on. I mean, with the format – Not I mean, not to put you on the spot. I just – I wasn't sure because – oh, yeah, because they're the 12th seed. Yeah, and Ephrata ended up being 13th. But, oh man! I know it's what a what a hard fought season for them too. Like, ah, oh, geez. Well, so, um, so a good yeah, season but, overall for them though. In terms of like, yeah, no, it is, and they finished above five hundred, which was another goal of theirs. They went six and four, uh, but Cocalico with their late resurgence, I believe, it was, came down to. I think they they didn't play each other, did they? No, they didn't have the tiebreaker. But that Cocalico won their last three games like like an average of over twenty points. They beat Conrad Reiser forty nine to nothing. Mm-hmm. So I guess in terms of percentages, they got the last spot over Ephrata. So good on Coach Troll squad at Cocalico, um, and they're yeah. and they're they're going to be they're going to be a, a tough out for E Town come Friday night. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't remember what it was like. Did did they played each other earlier in the year, right? No, so Cocalco no? played Solanco earlier in the year, uh, week two, and Solanco got him, yeah. uh, barely. But Cocalco, you know, if you, those who don't know, they're big up front. They're very, very similar to Solanco. They they love that triple option, you know. And the triple option, as we talked about, you just need one error from the defense, and you and you're gone. And that's yeah. how, you know, you know, Cocalico. It took them a little bit to get going this season, but they they go into E Town this week and. E-Town better be ready or this could be a shootout. And, and it looks like Coach, Coach Stokes has that E-Town offense going. Like I, I oh, he has all year, dude. wrote down a few stats. Uh, Rudy went 17 – Josh Rudy went 17 to 24 for 304 and two TDs, only one interception. Um, that's pretty darn good. And Braden Cummings had eight catches. Big game. Um, I know some of the stats earlier in the year were crazy in that, but eight catches – 186 yards and two TDs, and I th- they had another receiver. I didn't write down the Katie name. Capello. Yeah, um, they, they they threw all over the field, and uh, yep. yeah. So I, I think that E Town offense is is ready to go. Yeah, they they, they had looking at their 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 offense was really humming all year. They they there was only one one or two games where they didn't score more than 30 points, and one yeah. of them was a win against Daniel Boone. But in week nine. Like we talked about, Garden Spot just went in there and stomped them and held them to 21 points. Uh, but the other than that, they, they average they are over 30 points a game. So very impressive debut for Coach Stokes and the E-Town Bears. And I'll tell you what, I mean, if you haven't been out to E-Town's field and their atmosphere, uh, it, you know, we got Stephen McCloskey covering that game. It'll be a lot of fun. E-Town loves their football. They love their sports. Yeah. Covered them for football and basketball. It'll be rocking there at Elizabethtown. It, it's a cool little town. Like, it really um, is. It really is. The college is good, too. I mean, like, it, it, it's really a cool little town that, if you don't know, I mean, you basically just drive right past Lancaster, and you're about 30 minutes there. And, yeah, they got good stadium. Um, yeah, like you said, they've always loved their football. Right? It'll be rock. It'll be packed. Because yeah. Calico fans love their football, too. So, both sides, I would expect, packed. It's just like uh, – you know, a community, you know, a small community kind of that loves to come out for games. Um, they, you know, their administration is great. They're always nice to the writers. So we'll actually have Coach Wider and Steve McCloskey there covering that game. Um, that, that'll be a fun one, whoever's going to that, just an FYI. Definitely. Definitely. It's recapping more of this stuff. We're going to have a nice uh, special guest from the Section 2 champion, Solanco Mules, coming on shortly. Uh, but uh, Lancaster Catholic. And a barn burner against Schoolkill Valley pulls it off. And congrats to the, your favorite team, the Crusaders, going 10-0. and 
Um, they're still upset we haven't had them on the podcast, just an FYI. I told them if they would, if the coaches' wives would stop sending me threatening messages, maybe we'd think about it. But, you know, that's <laughs> besides the point. But Langster Catholic going 10 and 0. Did you expect that before the year? 10 and 0? Um, I didn't. With, I with the Newburgh, I didn't the expect, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I always expect they're going to be a one, maybe two lost team. Yeah. But nobody ever expects teams to go undefeated in the league. And especially with, you know, the big teams like Hamburg and Schuylkill Valley uh, kind of came on late, but they're really good. And mm-hmm. uh, they had a really tough one against Anvil Cleona. I, I mean, I think the, the difference maker in this past game, or I mean, not in the past game, it looks the like running game is 42 for, th- did I see 42 carries for 302? Oh, yeah. Two yards and five TVs. Oh, yeah. Elijah Cunningham, he was uh, the difference in that game. Coach Way, I talked to him after. He's the reason they won because Schoolkill Valley with Coach Harbach, who, you know, as you know, was the former coach at Lancaster Catholic, yep. had, had, school, had them ready. And, and that Lancaster Catholic behind Cunningham, who's going to be the player of the week, uh, and you know, over 300 yards rushing, they wouldn't in the Schoolkill Valley won 44 to 41. So an absolute shootout would have been fun to, cover yeah definitely yeah proud of the crusaders uh repping lancaster pretty well mm-hmm. and uh think they're gonna make some big splashes in the playoffs i want to see um okay so they're part of that uh yeah group. they're part of three lancaster catholic and why i'm missing the top two seeds in 3a both finished 10 and 0 both have buys uh, uh i believe if i'm correct west perry Schoolkill valley that's we'll who they play. get the winner of oh my gosh yes. that's awesome yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. If, I mean, obviously, looks like West Perry's a three seed. I don't know anything about them, but wow, if Schuylkill Valley were to win that and get a rematch with them, that's just beautiful, beautiful work by whoever made these uh, brackets here. I know. I agree. I agree. So, little back, West Perry is a school out of school out of uh, York. They, you know, they went nine and one, and their la- their only loss was to Steel High at the last just last week. Uh, you know. Not for lack of effort, they lost fifty-three to thirty-four. And if you don't know about Steel High, they got this Irby kid at quarterback. He is he is special. So West Perry and Schoolkill Valley will be a fun one. Uh, the attend Hamburg Upper Dolphin. Congrats to the Hel- the Hamburg Hawks, kind of regaining form late in the season. Yeah, it's like they're getting healthy again. They they're got Mason full- back too. And yeah, yeah he's yeah, having some good games. They're starting to roll again. Uh, they, I mean that they were heart that heart that heartbreaking loss to Catholic. They, they kind of scuffled there for a few weeks. They, you know, they they barely got by a struggling Pequay Valley team and lost at home to Schoolkill Valley. But then last two weeks they've taken care of Northern Lebanon and Columbia, so they could be getting healthy again. Yeah, definitely interesting bracket to watch. Obviously, you got the uh, it's like Dallas Carter and Fr- Friday Night Lights, uh, Wyo missing. Um, looks like all roads lead to them. And uh, let's man, recap our... Re- real ahead. quick because we're gonna have a, a special guest from the Slanko Golden Mules coming on. But why are we missing now? Actually, you know what? We'll get into why we're missing LS in a bit. We're gonna we have a, uh, another guest we appreciate joining us, Elijah Cunningham, wide receiver, defensive back for the Slanko Golden Mules coming on. Oh, reeling him in. I think he just jumped. We finally off. got somebody from Solanco coming on the, the well, podcast. Hold on, hold on. I might have jinxed this. He just jumped off for some reason. That click out of a link. Technical difficulties. It's yeah, not cool. always easy. Yeah, cool. Cunningham, for those that don't know, is you know he. While Solanco loves the loves to run the ball, they got some dudes on the outside. Him and Josiah Foran who make a difference too, and they're. Cunningham had the winning touchdown week one against LS. This kid can fly. So we're yeah. going to get on here in a second. Uh, apologize for that. Um, but congrats to Solanco and their uh, undefeated season. I think that's the first time since I'd have to look at the I, I, I would say, if I had to guess, probably ever. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, I mean, incredible job by the Mules and the those senior that senior class. Man, undefeated is something that you will always be able to tell your kids, and you'll always have great stories. And 
man, are they a wrecking crew. And I think they're going to definitely have a good shot in these playoffs to go really deep and uh, make some noise. So that'll be hard. That'll be uh, fun to watch. They're on a bye week as well between them and Exeter. I mean, in that 5A bracket, we'll see if they can give them a run uh, for their money. So we'll come back. Cunningham's having some technical difficulties, but uh, really quick. Yeah, he's, he said he's logging on now, so we'll get him. We'll get him here soon, folks. Don't worry, mm-hmm. don't worry, Solanka. We love you, and we, you know, we know you love us. So we got one of your star players coming on here shortly. But real quick, why are we missing handled business? Well, uh, LS this past Saturday, as expected, you know, they held LS to under 100 total yards. Uh, That's crazy. L- yeah, LS did a great job defensively, holding the while missing to 21 points. While missing. They're on a mission. Oh, yeah. And they're just not letting anybody get them off the tracks. I mean, you you saw, you saw it all year long. LS just would throw the ball. They'd use Hunt, our boy Hunter Hildebrand. And, yeah. uh, you know, they, they threw all over people. It didn't sound like they did that at all against Wyoming. And, you know, that's credit to their defense. And uh, their coaching staff is so good there. Okay, so we have him back on. We have Elijah Cunningham. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Awesome, man. Awesome. Thanks for joining the podcast. And congrats on the season, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So tell, and we were just Elijah. We were just talking about is this Solanco's first perfect regular season in school history, or did, we, did I read that Several. wrong? No, first ever perfect season. Unbelievable! How wow, that- that's insane. Congratulations on that, man. Thank you. Did you? I know, like, with I talked with your coach and your quarterback uh, early in the season. You guys have all played together, the special senior class. Did you know it was going to be? Did you anticipate an undefeated regular season, though? The best in school history. I mean, we we've talked about it for a while now. The past couple of years, ever since I came to the school, so we were really working hard off in the off season. A couple of us did join seven on seven team stuff to work on our fundamentals and everything. So yeah. Just a lot of hard work. That's awesome, man. Uh, and now you guys are on a bye week this week. What does what uh, Coach Cox have you guys doing this bye week? Are you still practicing, doing film study? What do you got? How are you guys uh, maintaining during this bye week? Just normal week of practice. You know, Monday we have film. Today we're full pads. Tomorrow we're full pads. And then Thursday we'll have a walkthrough. And then Friday we'll have like a team bonding thing. And then we do it all next week to be ready for the game. Wow. So you keep – you. That's all. It's everything stays fresh. There's no. It's not like the NFL or college where you get that <laughs> bye week just to go off and screw around. That's smart on Coach Cox. Yeah, he wants to keep his focus. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, this has been a special year for your squad, and you, I heard you say you you just transferred. Did you just move here a couple years ago? So because I know talking with uh, your Mellinger, a lot of those guys have played together since they were nine. Is that correct? Yeah, they all played together since they were younger. I actually transferred here, I'd say, November of freshman year after my freshman season. Oh, okay. Okay. Where were you at before that? Uh, I was at John Bartram in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you made the right decision after watching them lose to McCaskey this year. No disrespect. But yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> how, how does that happen? Honestly, Elijah. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we – we we saw that game. We watched the highlights of that game, and your old uh, your old school is pretty rough. To... <laughs> pretty rough. Now tell us what are uh, what are your plans? I know you're a senior. Now what are your plans for next? Do you plan on playing in college, or what's what's your what's your goal? Yeah, I'll definitely be playing in college. I actually don't know where yet, but I definitely will be. Okay, okay. What what would you, what would be your preference? Like, you you want to stay Division three locally? You thinking about PSAC football in Division two? What would you what would, what does Elijah Cunningham want to play? I want to play the best competition I can play. So whatever that winds up being, I'm just not sure yet. And you prefer defensive back, or do you prefer wide receiver? I would think in this offense you would prefer defensive back, but I know you make plays offensively in that in that offense too. Yeah, I, I mean. Before I came here, I would say I preferred receiver, but since I've been here and got better, I'd probably say I prefer defensive back now. Okay. Okay. I like that a lot. And you had the winning touchdown against Lampeter Strasburg. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was, I know you, they have you and uh, uh, Josiah Foreign, your teammate, 
you know, because we talked about you guys at length, how you know you're big and strong up front, but they had you and Foreign, you know, taking those jet sweeps and that triple option offense that just keeps the defense guessing. How like how how big of a pain is that? You think for other teams to scheme up against you guys with all the speed and power you have? It's got to be hard. I mean, it's already hard to defend the type of offense that we run with triple option. You never know where the ball is, but then just to have me and Josiah on the, on the outsides running is just. I know it's just tough for other teams. Yeah. Now, like it seems like that. I, I gotta ask you, Elijah. A lot. Uh, Solanco doesn't seem as like their social media game doesn't seem as adapted as a lot of teams around the league. What? That I couldn't find. I was trying to get you guys on for a while. You were the only one I could find on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys, I, I'm start. I'm getting them on and updated with like up to everything, <laughs> up to speed with everything. I'm trying my best with that. All right, all right, we'll take it. We'll he, he's, take. he's bringing them on in. <laughs> yeah, you're bringing so them in. With, with, with your offense, Elijah. Um, you guys are obviously like on the field a lot. Do you yeah. did you guys do like a lot of conditioning and stuff to make sure you could maintain that kind of offense throughout a season? Throughout the summer, oh my! Throughout the summer, <laughs> our oh, workouts, yeah? our workouts. Yep, six a.m. every day in the summer. Gotcha. Every day, every day. Wow! Wow! Yeah, no, cause, I mean to maintain an offense like that when you're on the field, a lot of guys would get, would get gassed. But it seems like yeah. you guys were able to do it at such a good, you know. And a lot of us rate. go two ways. A lot of us right. go two ways and play special teams. Like I know for myself. I play offense, defense, and I try to play every special team I can to help win. Yeah, I was gonna say you did, you is you return kicks along with foreign too, right? Yeah, I return kicks. Foreign, foreign more so returns the kicks, but I'm back there with them. They usually kick yeah. the foreign, and then I return yeah. the punts, and I'm gonna kick off. Who's faster out of the two? Out of you two, who's faster? <laughs> Definitely Josiah. Oh, okay. I thought you might give All it to right. yourself. <laughs> okay, nah, humble kid. I'll give it to him. Okay. <laughs> now who who is uh? Is Harris a freshman? Did I read that right? Your fullback? No, no, he's a senior. Our, okay, our backup, so you... our backup is a freshman. He's 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 really good, but it's just behind Cole. That's the only problem. Rightfully yeah, so. Yeah, no, yeah. Because I I've heard about this. What's the freshman's name that I keep hearing about that they, they think is going to be uh, pretty good? He is pretty good, but he's going to be a you know in the next yeah, big he, thing he, for Solanco. His name is Johnny Garcia. Okay. Okay. Good. Very good. All right, man. That's what a great year. Now. Obviously, you know, uh, with the seedings and the merger with Exeter, I'm sure you're hearing that a lot, that they're in the you know, 5A with you. Um, is there a preference of who you want to face come districts? Or uh, no, I know we, we'll play the winner out of Shippensburg and Cedar Cliff, so we're just really focused on the winner of that game right now. And then the next week, take it, you know, week by week. We're not really looking forward to anybody. We we just need to stay locked in for the game ahead of us so that we don't beat ourselves into not even to make it into the game to even have a chance to play them. You play for a community in Solanco that, you know, loves their football. How rocking is that place going to be come next Friday for your playoff game? Uh, so we usually have fans that come, you know, days like from Monday on to Friday and put like towels on the bleachers before they want to sit. And since you can't do that this week because it it's a district game, I know it's going to be packed at the gates as soon as 7 o'clock hits. That is, that's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So cool. That that'll. So there will. That's it. You're like we. They're going to a lot of games this year, oh, Elijah. You see stadiums that are half empty. I know for a fact, Solanco. You know it's been packed all year, and the community's been behind you guys. You know that that place will be rocking Friday night. So that'll be yeah. fun. The great thing about the community for when we play for it. You know, last year we had a tough year. We went three and seven. Stands were still packed and completely, completely packed. And I was on a bad year. That is really cool. That's just devotion right there. That sounds like Philadelphia fans. I don't know if you're a Philadelphia fan, Elijah, but that yeah. sounds like, you know, as much as we complain about our Eagles, my co-hosts and I will still watch them whether they're 7-0 and or 0-7. Always. Yeah, <laughs> always. <laughs> are you are you a Philadelphia fan? Of course. All right, man. We got to have Elijah on then every week I, then. You know, yeah. he's our this favorite guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you – so your team is undefeated. Your football, your pro team is undefeated. Who's your college team? Do you have a college team? Uh, I mean, I haven't really been able to follow this year, but usually I'm a Notre Dame fan. All right, tough well, year, never mind. Tough year. Right, tough get year. him off the podcast, Aaron. Get him off. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, man. That's awesome. Well, Elijah, we, you know, we're 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 happy for you guys. You know, you're you're easy to root for. You and you and your team, and you know, congrats on the season, but. 
you know, as you said, you're not done yet. You'll, you're, you're looking forward to districts and coach Cox isn't giving you any breaks. So all the best this no year, buddy. All. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Elijah, thanks again for joining us, buddy. We really appreciate it. Good all luck right, in the playoffs, Elijah. Thanks a lot. All right, buddy. You take care. That was Elijah Cunningham, stud receiver, uh, defensive back for Slanko Golden Mules. Um, he, that was great. What a yeah. What a great kid. Absolutely, and yeah, so well spoken and uh, very humble. And you know what? What's something that's that's so cool about him and his style of plays? You're playing in an offense that's you know, like like you said, really really run heavy and. Uh, I wanted to ask the conditioning question because that was a great you know, question, by the at, way. Thank you. Yeah, no. The, uh, <laughs> in high school, it's hard to maintain the triple option offense. If you are doing it well, you're going to be on the field for so long. Kids get gassed. I mean, linemen yeah. get gassed. So across the board, they did it. They must have did a fantastic job of getting those boys ready for their season. And you know what? The, the seniors were. We're probably all bought in. They probably led the way. And, uh, yeah, it's a credit to them. And that offense, you're playing receiver. You got to know in, in your head you're, you're probably not going to throw up a 1,000 yards in a season. Right. But your name will get called in important moments. And that in itself shows a lot about a young player like him. And That uh, really did. That's that's yeah. that's a good point, too. Because he uh, – you know, he, he said, like, when I asked him, like, what he wants to play at the next level, and he said originally, he come there, he probably want to play receiver, but now he's adapted and he's a playmaker defensively. He's a playmaker on both sides, but yeah, where, he, you know, he's wise to say, I want to play defensive back because that's probably where yeah. he'll get more looks at the next level, and he's become a better defensive back with this system too. A lot of, a lot of young high school guys don't realize that sometimes the, uh, the way to – get in with a, a good school at the next level is to switch to the dark side, to go to defense. And uh, if you do it going in, a lot of guys you see in college were converted receivers or skilled position players that just had to get switched to defense, you know, because everybody like wants to play offense. Do you think it didn't seem like it for Elijah because he already plays that. And But like yeah. when you when you had to do that, like I, I guess it's like kid, a kid-by-kid kid situation, yeah. but is that like – Humbling, shocking when you make that switch. Is it upsetting? Is it? I mean, it's got to be hard. Uh, it happens to so many. Uh, you know, obviously, I was just at the Division three level, but I know it happens at other levels too. When you know everybody, there's there's probably like twenty receivers to each to one D back in college. You know, and a lot of them were really good D backs in high school. They just said, you know, I want the ball in my hands, but you don't realize you can you <laughs> defense is just as fun and you, you probably will see the field maybe even at a higher level in college if you do make that switch to defense. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think at a young age, you want to play offense. You want to score touchdowns. You want to do all this and all that. But it sounds like he's got it, got the right mindset. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for him on, on his – it sounds like he wants to play college football, and I believe he can with his speed and his ability. So, wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, that was great. And – you know, Solanco is a team that they're easy to get behind, you know, with the, the, all those seniors that have played together. And he said it, too. Last year was a really disappointing season for the Mules. They went three and seven. They had a lot of expectations. So there wasn't nearly as many expectations for them. I expected them week one, quite frankly, to get blown out by LS. They they, they, they now they not. Yes. They are 10 and 0 for the first time in school history. Yeah. What a run for the Mules. And I, I love what he had to say, though. He said he. He he pointed out when they were three and seven last year. This and yeah, if you've been to Slank, you know it's true. Um, their stadium was still packed. Like they love oh, their yeah. football. They've got a they've got a cool like Friday night lights type of vibe there. Yeah. Everybody's going to the game, and yeah, just congratulations to Solanco. I mean, Southern Lancaster County is ten went ten and zero, and it just it just you don't hear that very often and. And they, Man, they, it's not they like they went 10 and 0. And I mean, they beat, they beat every, I mean, they beat yeah. some of their rivals who they couldn't get by. They beat Penn Manor for the first time in five, in a tough six. Game. Yeah. yeah. They beat Lampeter Strasburg week one, which you talked about. Um, they beat Cocalico. They, they beat their first three games were LS, Cocalico, and Penn Manor. 
all teams that finished at least 500 or better, they beat them all. You know, yeah. they and they they went and they beat Elizabethtown, they beat Ephrata, they beat Garden Spot, they They're, they beat everyone. I mean, it's unreal. Like, like I just I hope they re, you know they realize like 10 and 0 doesn't happen often. Um, it's something you'll be able to tell your kids one day. It's like we were undefeated; nobody could touch us. And you know, regardless of what happens in the playoffs, which I think they're going to do very well in, yep. that's something to be you know. It's really cool. It's just you don't see ten and zero very often. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a great interview. I'm glad we got somebody from Slanko on. I know they they love the show, and you know, speaking with them, and they're they're an easy group to root for. So I'm glad Cunningham came on. Hopefully they they become more social media diverse. Or what's the word? I don't care. I don't know what the word is, but if you know Slanko, they're not. Don't ask me. Their social <laughs> their social media game is uh, lacking. As Cunningham just said, he's trying to get his teammates on. We'd love to have some more of them on, but maybe they care more about you know winning football games than uh, <laughs> tweeting. <laughs> maybe no, I'm just kidding. Maybe. No, 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 no. They're they're great, man. I mean, do what you do, and uh, yeah, we just when we see ten and zero, we obviously want to talk to you guys. So uh, yeah, no, yeah. that was fun. That was a great interview. Um, so wrapping up here, uh, we got. Yeah, again, it's a different week. So there's 17 teams qualified, but a chunk of them have buys. We the big matchups this week for the LL Burks and, and starting districts, district playoffs, district three playoffs. Cocalico, Elizabethtown. Uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Cocalico. I got to be honest with you. Who do you who are you thinking for this game? Uh, just because I I like how their offense is going, I, and they're the better. They're probably the favorite. I'm going to yep. go E-Town and Coach Stokes in this one. Right, right. I mean, I, E-Town will be the favorite. It just don't underestimate Coach Stroll over Cocalico and his yeah. squad. They're well no, coached. I'm not, I'm not confident in that at all. But, uh, yeah, it seems like – Who's your mentality? <laughs> <laughs> they just got uh, hot now, and I think I think they're going to win this, this football game. All right. Well, that's the, that's the big one, the L.L. Burks. Another one that we're going to have uh, – the Obernator covering, and he's going to be doing a preview article on too. Uh, is York Suburb Donegal? Congrats to the Indians, man, getting in. You know, yeah. The Obernator explained it last week how they had a legit shot to get in, in the districts, and it's a big deal for them. You know, the back-to-back districts for the um, appear, playoff appearance for the first time. You know, I, I the Obernator said it a week ago when he was on, yeah. but the, them getting back into the districts is a big deal. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I want to say, did they play York Suburban earlier? Yeah, they played them week two, and they were in yeah, that game for about three quarters. And York Suburban, who's had a nice season, pulled away at the end. And so it'll be a rematch in at York Suburban. Um, but the Obernator's confident. He's going to do a preview article. Obviously, he's a homer towards Donegal, but he's confident in their chances. They're playing well, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm thrilled for him. I know he was really excited about that. I'm excited for him. They're, in, they're another team. Noah Roar is a you know, there's John Holmes. Their guys have been playing together for a long time. They went four and six. So you look at it and like, oh, they're under 500 in the playoffs. Don't look at it that way, folks. They're they're every bit as you know. They're four and six. They could have easily been six and four and seven and three. Yeah, a lot of tough games. Uh, just came up short a few times. But you're in the dance, and uh, there's no turning back now. There's no turning back now. <laughs> and uh, I, I give them a fighting chance. I probably have them coming up short in this one. And I'll that's fight you. I, <laughs> you can't fight me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're too far away. <laughs> I, no, no. I have um, I have them losing this one. Um, but I, I want to see a good game, man. I really want to see them uh, keep fighting because um, when you make the playoffs, you got to show out. Yep. And Garden Spot goes to Dover. Dover went eight and two out of the YAIAA. Had a really nice season. Tough matchup for the Spartans. Who you got? I am. I'm going to go with the Spartans. On the road. All right. On the right. road. The Spartans are just a tough team. Yeah. And they got in here, they earned it. Um, yes, they did. Yeah, I just think there's always talent in that team, and I think they're heading in the right direction. They definitely are. They're trending upwards. Um, Anvil Cleona has 
there weren't another team in the Yellow Burks in action. We already talked about uh, Schoolkill Valley and Hamburg and who they play. Anvil Cleona can win the 2A District 3 playoffs, which would be huge for that community. They play Camp Hill this Friday. Um, they, they had the Dutchman went seven and three and another team. They have two of their losses. One, they blew a, a two touchdown lead to Elko week two. And another one was the Lancaster Catholic by one point. Two of their losses. They could easily be nine and one is my point. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know much about two a uh, and the rest of that play. Why not? But because I, I'm not a, a genius like you, but. Well, at I least think Anvil Cleona runs it all. I mean, the way they played against Lancaster Catholic, I, I don't see them losing. I I don't either. They they got to be. I mean, Delone Catholic is the second seed. They sh- should handle Trinity. Um, that'll that'll be a fun. That you know, very underrated two way matchups there. But we're pulling for the Dutchman. Hopefully, they can pull it off. Um, Delone Catholic is a team that's rolling too. Ever since their early struggles, they've been winning. They won their last three contests by an average of over our thirty points, so they're 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 going to be a tough out too. They got Trinity this week, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, but special you know thanks to Elijah Cunningham for joining us this week. Um, check out the website; we're going to have a couple of preview articles this week. We, we probably won't do picks like the full uh, extension of them because there's so many buys this week. Uh, but there's still a lot of good action, and you know to all the teams that made districts, congrats to all that. The season is is over, you know. It was a pleasure, pleasure to watch you heal up and get ready for, you know, finish school and get ready for the winter season. Yeah, definitely. Congrats to all the LL Burks representatives. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool how how many teams have made it, and um, I'm looking forward to following how far they get, and uh, hopefully they can go far and keep representing as well as they have because. I think it's uh it's going to go a long way for the LL Burks going forward. So I congratulations think... to all these great teams. Now finish the finish the job and win districts so we can yes. the, the merger can continue on with this success because it's been so far thumbs yeah. up with this merger and the LL Burks. It's only making everybody look good. Team more teams are competitive and yep. Looking forward to this for years to come. Um, so that'll wrap it up for another edition of Around the 717. Thanks to uh, Cunningham, Elijah Cunningham, for coming on. Check him out. Check his highlights out. Check out the Golden Mules. They'll take on the winner of, he said, uh, Shippensburg and Cedar Cliff yep. in two weeks. So that'll be fun. Um, we'll be back next week, hopefully earlier. We, you know, we're going to cut out early to watch our fightings, hopefully get a W tonight. Uh, Aaron, any last words? Go L.L. Burks. And uh... – Go Phils. <laughs> All right, everybody. For Aaron Frederick, I'm Carl Frederick. Thank you again for checking us out, and we'll see you next week.